Commence primary ignition. This is where the fun begins. What is up, all of you? Ugnots and Jawas out there, and welcome back to yet again another edition of Obi Wan Kenobi After Show. This time we've got episode four, part four. DJ Foster is back with me. Of course, I'm Caleb Keller, but DJ Foster is here as well at Rebel Scum Texan. What's up, DJ? Living the good life. That's how I'm, I'm rolling over here. I'm telling Caleb, got me a strawberry kiwi Capri Sun, y'all. Couldn't get much better than that. There you go. Yeah, you're you're living the life. I mean, hopefully all of us as as Star Wars fans feel like we've been living the life these past few weeks by getting this Obi-Wan Kenobi story that we have for so long craved. Uh, And I can't wait to discuss episode four, part four with DJ and with you guys in the live chat. If you are with us live, make sure you say hello. And also, as we're going throughout this episode, be sure to tell us what you think and what you thought of each of these moments as we run through the episode kind of linearly. We're going to do it a little bit differently. We're going to kind of focus on like different plot segments this time, this go around, but it's going to be a okay. Just make sure you're dropping thoughts in the chat so you can be featured on our show. Now, real quickly, before we get going, I do want to have some announcements. Obviously, Fresh, make sure you check out the discussion that we had with SE of Wikipedia from Tuesday, where the stream, the episode was focused on episode four predictions, but I can guarantee you there's tons of fun Star Wars stuff in there. We ask him kind of like the background behind Wikipedia. We reflect on Obi-Wan Kenobi. And yeah, we do have episode four predictions, but honestly, a lot of them didn't come true, but they are things that could still, I think, happen. So there is still some good conversation in there. If you did not see that, make sure you go and check that out. We had a ton of fun with that one. And also make sure that you are looking out for june 30th that is after obi-wan kenobi has wrapped but we will be reflecting on the series with another awesome guest palpamines who has a great presence on twitter and youtube so make sure that you're here for that as well we got all good things coming and also make sure you subscribe to the youtube channel we are so 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 close to that 200 number yes, uh, so so help us get there and make sure you hit that subscribe button and what's up uh bling 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 plays is back saying hello there hello there to you as well and of course rfb is back as oh, well what? dj anything you want to add to those announcements before we get going into some spoilers spoiler discussions spoilers are coming soon i'm very excited about palpa memes being here Whenever I first joined Twitter as Rebel Scum Texan, I very quickly found his account. I don't even know how. Hmm. He was just there. And I was like, I like what this guy's putting out. So I gave him a follow. And it's been a lot of fun to watch his content over time. So if you're not following him, follow him to get to know him so that you already know him by the time he is on our show in just a couple weeks. So absolutely. That's all I think I have to say on the announcements. I'm just kind of ready to, you know, let's get to get to get to the main event. You know what I mean? Let's get to Kenobi. So we are going to get to run through the episode like we always do, but I just wanted to do it a little bit differently before we get that route. I just kind of wanted to pause share our overall thoughts for it for a change here off the top. Uh, Just so you can kind of get a general consensus, if you will, of where me and DJ are at. Now, I do personally feel like if I'm being completely honest, first of all, I enjoyed the episode. I enjoyed the ride. I enjoyed the story. A lot of fun moments. Here's how I would describe this episode, though. And DJ, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. Yeah, this is just the thought that's been in my mind the entire time ever since I've seen it. I feel like this story, this plot was a great Star Wars Rebels episode. Like if it was a rebel story, 
like yeah. this would be top tier rebels content now live action though i feel like there's some things in there that are slightly kind of bothering me and we'll definitely get to that um but great kind of star wars fun and story but i do have some i guess critiques or negative thoughts criticisms that hopefully maybe dj will talk me off the ledge with but kind of that's how i that's how my general feel for this episode as a whole uh great star wars kind of rebels type of story a lot of fun with some flaws what about you dj i'm kind of on a different spectrum i think because i found very few flaws in this episode and i i was talking to a guy last night a friend of mine who's been watching the show and he said he asked me to have already watched it at the point I saw him. I was like, yeah, I've already seen it. And, <clears throat> and he's like, what'd you think? And I said, this episode is, it's a different genre. Mm. And, and for me it was, and I said, it's still star Wars. It's star Wars through and through. And there's no doubt about that, but it was in a different feel and a different genre that is not often seen in star Wars. I feel like at least mm. in live action storytelling. So and if it is in Star Wars live action storytelling, it's kind of intermittently in places. It's not like, you know, the same throughout this this particular episode, I felt like was very linear in its genre uh, of storytelling. So I that's my biggest takeaway, I think. Interesting. Interesting. From this episode. Yeah. And I've seen a lot of people make comparisons to other projects, kind of like you have. Yeah. Um, I haven't heard Rebels yet. Mm. That's the first time I've it just, seen it. It just kind of reminded me of like those stories where Ezra and um, Kanan would sneak onto some form of imperial yeah. ship or location. They get separated somehow and they would yeah. still end up trying to help each other. I mean, I definitely got those vibes the entire time. There, so th- those vibes that's are why there, I'm, yes. I'm, I'm connecting to rebels there, if you will. No, I, I 100% get that. And in, in hearing you say that, it's great. I'm currently rewatching rebels. Mm-hmm. moved into season three a few days ago. And, you know, when Agent Callus is kind of doing his thing, is he fulcrum, is he not, that whole stuff. Yeah. I'm seeing these episodes come around and and watching that and comparing it to with this week's episode of Obi-Wan, mm-hmm. it's not much different. And I mm-hmm. think you're right to say that it's very similar in, in well, style. Well, all right. I mean, that's kind of like the general overall thoughts that I definitely felt like I needed to get off my chest. I do want to just let our listeners know I'm always, always, always mostly positive and try to be in that light. But just expect I do. Like I said, when we we're going through this frame by frame, there are some things that are bothering me and I will kind of share those just so we can have that conversation. It sounds like me and DJ are going to have slightly differing opinions on this one, which I think is going to make great content. So follow along. DJ, are you ready to go through the episode frame by frame? Or not frame by frame, but like key thing. Yeah, after moment key by thing. moment. Yeah. <laughs> well, RFB puts down here in the chat. He doesn't know what I mean by that with my take on it being a different genre. Mm. I, mainly, I mainly mean that to say, and I think it'll come out as we continue to go forward. Yeah. I'll just leave it at that. It'll come out what I mean by that. And, I, and we'll go that that's way. That's a great content creator tease right there. Yeah. Well done. <laughs> Yeah, so, okay, let's go ahead and jump into these things, as, as Caleb said, moment by moment, uh, frame by frame, if you will, even though frame by frame, man, we'd be here a while. Yeah, but, we would be here a hot minute. <laughs> but um, but here's the episode set up, okay? We got the episode beginning with Tala and Ned B getting Obi-Wan to Jabim and placed in a back-to-tank, which that's something that we did talk about this past week. Yeah. Where we get a really cool visual storytelling of Obi-Wan and Darth Vader actually being healed simultaneously um for me just real quick i'm gonna add this and then we'll get into the rest of this it's really mm-hmm. neat to see that anakin is still not recovered yeah 100%. like that shows the severity of his of his um burning i guess you know and then you compare that to boba fett and then also compare that to obi-wan i guess even luke too if you want to look at empire it's nice to see that there's a difference in how back to works, I guess it just, it maybe it depends on the individual at a certain point. Yeah. Um, something I loved about this scene, and this may just be my interpretation. I felt like, because both of them were kind of like moving around and yanking around at the same time and like tilting their heads back yes. and everything like that. And it kept showing flashes of their most recent duel, the, yeah. the fight that we just saw last week on Mapuzo. I'd like to think that honestly, both of them are in this back to tank legit at the same exact second. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it also experiencing the same exact kind of force flashback from the 
from yesterday or whatever at the same exact time. I really like that. I liked that visual storytelling that they made the decision there to do. I, I really love the execution of that one. I could have, I could have yeah. spent, I could have spent more time on it if, if I'm being honest. Like I could have had some more moments in there, but I'm, I'm happy with what we got there. That, that made sense for the yeah. school. I think that if they had spent more time in the back to tank, we would have gotten into the nitpickiness that we had in Book of Boba Fett with his back to tank. Mm his tanning bed back to tank. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and I think that they were, maybe there was more to this episode and they decided let's cut all this out because of what we got with Boba Fett. Mm. Let's not, let's not track back to that. Cause this was a shorter, this was a shorter episode. It was like 35 minutes, I think. And I, that's, well, that's a very short amount of time, you know? Yeah. I will say that with, for the amount of time <laughs> we got on this episode, it, it did, they crammed a lot into 35 minutes. It did. I felt like. But if they would have spent more time in the back of the tank, there's goods and bads there, I mm. think. But to your point, yeah, it would have been a lot of fun to watch more take place there, I think. Yeah, for okay, sure. Okay, so what we got next is kind of Obi-Wan waking up and immediately kind of asks where Leia is. Love that parallel to Finn in The Last Jedi. That's a good call. Love that. Um, and that's something great that these TV shows have been awesome at is making that comparison to and, and the drawing parallels to other projects not just the sequel trilogy, not just Rebels, not just Fallen Order. You know, we're looking at a lot of things, and I, I love mm -hmm. that. Okay. So Leia's been taken to the Fortress Inquisitorius. Shift that one Dude, off for me. Yeah, and that's what I wrote down <laughs> here on my end is like, great call, DJ. Like, you nailed it perfectly. Good job. <laughs> it made sense. I'm glad I got it right. I don't think I got anything else right. <laughs> but I may have gotten one other thing right. I don't maybe, remember. Maybe, maybe. But, all right, so... Great to see him asking where Leia is. So she's at the fortress where Reva is in, interrogating her to try to discover where Obi-Wan is. Mm -hmm. um, and not just trying to figure out where Obi-Wan is, but trying to figure out where she can go to get these other Jedi. That yeah, the path. The, the path. Smug, yeah, the smuggling of, of, of force users through the path. And mm -hmm. she's she's trying to just, okay, let's just get to this next thing. Yeah. And I really enjoyed that watching that process because it was, it was Sithy, which I have no problem getting a little Sithy every now and then. It's a lot of fun. And then also another parallel to Kylo Ren and Ray in mm. TFA. And then you got the Princess Leia parallels to A New Hope, even in this scene. So there's a lot going on here in, in this scene specifically while Reva is, is doing what she's doing and trying to get something out of Leia. In this, though, Reva refers to Kenobi as Obi-Wan. Mm -hmm. And this kind of, this was something that actually set a few people wondering. Off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there, I've seen some upset people. I've seen some, well, that's different, you know, mm -hmm. and I've seen some people not bad an eye at it. You know, it's just, it's there. So, Caleb, I know this is something that you kind of pointed out to me kind of behind yeah. the scenes. You know, mm -hmm. what, do you, do you, what do you think on it? I mean, initially, I, I feel like that, her naming Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan in that moment to Leia and Leia having that visual reaction of, oh, I know who that is. Admittedly, initially that bothered me, but yeah. I, I kind of got over it. I feel like, honestly, at this point, Leia is smart enough to to notice that, honestly, because in last week's episode on Mapuzo, Obi-Wan goes to the side and is talking to Tala and Tala's like, oh, you know, you're Obi-Wan Kenobi, basically. And he's like, oh, it's just been now. Leia probably overheard that. Yeah. I so mean, it's I, safe to say. I think it's small things like that that we probably as a fan base need to kind of just brush aside and move on from it because it's really not that big of a deal. But I will say for me personally, this is kind of, I guess, one of the negatives that I have of this uh, of this episode, just this episode, I have loved the Reva character from one through three episodes, one through three. Yeah. The, the delivery here that's going on really threw me off. Now, the one saving thing of that is my knowledge of rebels. Like she's, she's acting exactly like an inquisitor would. Absolutely. She is. So she's doing a great job on that part, but I think it's more so just, and it's probably my own expectation of I, I'm yeah. just struggling to see why she is acting the way that she is. And I really want that story. And I know I shared this with you too off air that I feel yeah. like this would have been the perfect opportunity to do that. I still think we're going to end up getting that, but I feel like it would have served this whole interrogation moments better if we had gotten it this week. I just feel like 
one through four, Reva's just been this same character over and over and over again. She's yelling, doing something, yelling, doing something, yelling, doing something, just the same thing. And I just wanted a little bit more. I still think that the Reva character is still interesting. We'll, we'll yeah. see what happens these next two uh, weeks with this show regarding her character. But her in interrogating this 10 year old in a non like interrogating a kid version, like you're not going to get anything out of Leia being aggressive that way i don't know just something just felt off for me but but maybe that's just me maybe that's just me i don't think it's just you i think a lot of people do feel that way and it's it's totally understandable and you can justify it easily with mm -hmm. with wanting to know more um with that being said today star wars newsnet released an article uh, uh, with quotes from writer for Obi-Wan Kenobi, Joby Harold, talking about the importance of keeping Reva's character a mystery. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. And did you read the article? I guess. Then? Yeah, I, I read yeah. some. Yeah. So when you when you read through it, if you haven't read it, go go read it. Um, if you're listening or watching, it's it's very easy to find uh, on Star Wars News its website, and then even then go to their Twitter page. It's like four things down right now. Mm -hmm. But even then, you look into it, and it I appreciate that as a film nerd in my own right, because I like not knowing what everything is at the moment. <clears throat> I like having a surprise. That's, that's an issue with like a lot of people have with comic book movies is you can always kind of predict the outcome. Mm -hmm. And with this, yes, you know where things are going because yeah. you've seen a new hope, you know, and you've seen rebels and, and play fallen order and all these other things, but you don't necessarily what's going to happen with this character. Mm -hmm. And for star Wars fans, I think that we all have a problem with that where we're like, Okay, that dude in the background in the cantina, he's this guy and he does this on the side. You know, we developed these backstories for people. Mm -hmm. So when we're given somebody who's genuinely fresh and new with real, no real connection to anything else. Yeah. I think as a fandom, we all are tendent, our tendency is to go, who is that person? What do they do? You know, you know sure. where are they from? Sure. And because of that, that actually, I think, is added to a lot of the anxiety that i definitely have wanting to know more about reva yeah but keeping that in mind has kept me grounded so if i've kept myself grounded in that right then that way i can i can maintain my expectations for reva and i've actually personally come to the point that if i don't hear anything else about this character post obi-wan for i'll say a year mm -hmm. i won't take issue with it because okay. because for me, this is a character who is serving the purpose for the story at present. Mm. Uh, at least to me, she has thus far. Maybe someone else disagrees that Caleb, you may disagree with that. But if they decide to throw her in a comic book next year, I'll pick it up. I'll read oh, it. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm going to want to know more about this character. It's reasons why I still don't understand why they use Luke Skywalker's blue lightsaber in the sequel trilogy. That <laughs> yeah. story has not been told well. It's mm -hmm. out there. There's a reason for it that, that we know somebody caught it <laughs> at the bottom of Cloud City. Right. But how did it get to Moz has not been told. And that's an issue for me. You know, and, and as long as they don't do something like that I, and where we were here, that was that was seven years ago. Mm -hmm. We have to wait seven plus years to see how that story unfolds. I kind of take a problem with that as a fan. Yeah. Um, so a little tiny soapbox, but. I think I, I see where you're coming from on that. Yeah. I, I think just, most people do. It, I just always kind of think of like the, the best villains are the relatable ones. Yes. Like how in the original trilogy, like you understood Darth Vader and yeah, kind of reasoning with yeah. him a little bit. Yeah. We haven't got there with, with Reva yet because we don't know what her motives are. And I, I think we'll get it. I, I think we're going to end up getting it. It just, in my opinion, I feel like it would have served the story really nicely had it been this episode but it's okay it's all good uh I, like i said i think we're eventually going to get there i think that's that's why there was a disconnect for me slightly with reva this week i get that and there's no problem with that but i i really am kind of putting faith in the writers to reveal those things in this series before it's over mm -hmm. if it's not revealed before the series is over again i'm okay with it as long as we get it yeah well, you know, I think we're definitely yeah. based off of the very first scene of this show. I think we're getting it. Uh, I just need to hit the patience button. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all do, honestly. Okay, <laughs> let's move into 
um, our next thing. But for, before we do that, I'm going to go to the chat because we've had a couple things in here. Appreciate RFB answering Bling Bling's question about where Fallen Order takes place. Yes, so Fallen Order does take place five years after Revenge of the Sith and the next um, Jedi video game starting with Cal Kestis will be 10 years. So it'll be right around the same time as Obi-Wan, which is exciting for us as fans, I think. Mm-hmm. Good, good parallels, maybe, potential. But then John Hare says he wasn't a fan of the Obi-Wan name drop with Leia, but he also didn't really like it on Mapuzo or Dagu for that matter. And he says he agrees with Caleb and it's really not that big of a deal, which I like to think of it as eventually she's going to be let in on the quote unquote Organa family secret. Sure. Yeah. Cause she addresses Obi-Wan as general Kenobi mm-hmm. in the message that Luke intercepts. So how would she know that he's a general? She's going to have to have been told by somebody. Also, why would she send out help? Well, the Jedi, you know, she's going to know all these things. So the code name and the real name are going to be interchangeable for yeah. her as she grows up. Well, and, and maybe too, by the end of this show, maybe she is let in on the secret and she's told you can't refer to him or you can't act like you know who he is in, in the future. Right. Like, that would be kind of cool too. Like somehow connecting that in a way. I don't expect that, but yeah. you know, it's possible. And it's that's possible. a, that's if Bria Organa doesn't die in the series. Yeah, we disagree on that one for sure. All right, let's keep going in the episode. Yes, sir. Okay, O'Shea Jackson finally reveals himself to be a character named Roken. For everybody that thought he might be Quinlan Voss, let us know in the comments if you're upset about that. Um, I'm a little bummed, but it's okay. Um, Not in the slightest. I could have I seen it. It would have been fun. But anyway, he uh, offers to help Leia. Um, let me see. I've kind of gotten okay. Obi-Wan, and, oh, I've jumped ahead. I'm sorry. I, my eyeballs are messed up, y'all. I'm sorry. It's been a long day. Okay. Revealed as Roken, seemingly the head of operations on Jabin. Okay. We learned that Roken's wife was Force-sensitive or potentially mm-hmm. a Jedi who survived Order 66 and was found by the Inquisitors. I would just go ahead and think, why wouldn't they just kill him too? But regardless, maybe they just let the guy suffer and that's it. But whatever. That does um, seem like an inquisitorian inquisitorian thing to do. Inquisitorian, inquisitorium. Yeah, something <laughs> yeah. like that. Hey, whatever. I'm not an English major. <laughs> then Obi Wan and Tala convince Roken to help, uh, since Leia is aware of Jameem and the path and shared a disliking of the Empire slash Inquisitors. I was very mm-hmm. Thrown off by that scene during my first watch because I was like, "You were just like <laughs> it was like, but she knows where we are." It's like, okay, fine, we'll go get her. Like it was the most reluctant, but like yeah. <laughs> it was reluctancy with a hint of bravery. It was weird and it was just a little off, you yeah. know. But that's ah, you know, we we forgive stuff as fans sometimes, and I'm gonna forgive that one and just be like, okay, not a bad deal. I do like his character. Yeah, me too. Me I too. I thought Roken was cool. What you, you you said you liked him, but what else about this? You know, is there anything you want to touch on? Um, I believe this is where Maya Erskine's character comes into play. One of the pilots that that flies the the T forty seven. Is that what those are it called? It is a T forty seven. I yeah. call it a snow speeder, but yeah, right. right it's a T forty seven. She's in there. Um, and then Wade was another character. Rip. Yeah, rip. We'll get to that for sure. But yeah, I really like the Roken character. I like the small, subtle little background motive that that they gave him, uh, and the the moments that they get as far as planning the the mission. Pretty cool. I, I like the the imagery of the fortress that they had pulled up. The the data, the intel that they had to to get this thing kicked off. Loved the scene. I, I loved the setup. I w- I was on board fully at this point. I think an important note about them having such little intel on the fortress mm-hmm. is that, but in the five years that have passed between fallen order and Obi-Wan Kenobi, Cal Kestis has not shared his story of escaping mm. and, and, and the crew of the Mantis, they're just not talking about it. Right. You know, so interesting little thought that that hasn't been, shared around yet it also could show the disorganization in the different rebellions that center around the Mm. empire because we don't really get that until rebels so fun little note i noticed i just wanted to share okay now here we are at the middle of the episode uh tala and obi-wan attempt to sneak inside the fortress to save leia 
and also discover its secrets simultaneously in really neat operation that takes place. I, I feel like between Tala and Obi-Wan specifically during this. Well, I guess you could get Wade and what's the other pilot's name? I don't know her name. I just know the actress okay. is uh, the, the Maya Erskine character. Maya. Okay, so you got Maya Erskine, you got <clears throat> Wade, and then you got O'Shea Jackson. They're all working together. It's all fun stuff. But it's really cool to watch what Tala and, and Obi-Wan are doing in this scene. Mm -hmm. So Tala's identification codes, um, she takes those identification codes and is able to get access and talk at her access uh, or take her access as Obi-Wan swims his way into an entry point. So she unlocks that for him, mm -hmm. all that fun stuff. She gets in past the guard. That dude was a tool. I can't stand him. <laughs> like, who do you think you are? Okay, hold on. Time out real quick. That dude uh -huh. was the Paul Blart of Star Wars. Like Interesting. he and not even in a fun way. That's every mall cop you've ever wanted to drop kick. You know what I mean? Like everybody's had that run in with that one security guy or girl who's way too big for their britches. And they are just like, they think they're the cops. Like, no, sure. no, no. I don't have to listen to you. You I know mean, what I mean? He was right. He was right. He, he was right, but he was, he was a tool. <laughs> Come on. It's a CO. Forget about it. You know, she's got the little, uh, little chicklets on her shirt that say she's sure. an officer. It's all good. <laughs> Um, he was a jerk anyway. All right, Obi-Wan avoids an Imperial probe droid, a seeker droid is what that was called in the oh, episode. Okay. Yeah, okay. and I, I was like, it's one of the Inquisitor droids. I was really yeah. stoked about that. And two stormtroopers uses the force to create a distraction, a la Alec Guinness and a new, yeah, hope. that that was very cool. This, this definitely gave me some a new hope vibes throughout 100%. honestly especially yes. when he did the whole like waving his hand to create a noise and and the fact that it was two troopers exactly like it was in a new hope great stuff i do wish though just a, a, another parallel to rebels mm -hmm. kenobi wouldn't have been cool if he actually threw one of those stormtrooper uh stuff on like he dressed as a stormtrooper to it would have been, been neat if he did it, but it gave it would have given me Kanan vibes from Rebels. It would have that's, that's it would have been, cool. been Kanan, cool. yeah. <laughs> it would have been nice to get that Ralph McQuarrie concept art to actually finally become live action where you have the stormtroopers with lightsabers and then mm -hmm. all those, those all art pieces. But regardless, um, it, it was still neat. I actually would have had a problem with it if he put the stormtrooper suit really? on. Really? Why? I didn't want because he's wearing prequel garb Jedi stuff. He looks sure. like Obi-Wan, you know, yeah. and it's like, I don't, I but, predicted he I would mean, wear Alec Guinness stuff, but he looked more like Obi-Wan yeah. from the prequel. So I was like, he looks like a Jedi. I don't I mean, you're right, off. but I mean, he, he could have saved a lot of trouble if he just put some trooper stuff on and just walked casually. There was Wouldn't no time to worry about anything. There was no time. <laughs> Leia was in danger. And uh rural farm board tells us that the other pilot's name is Sully. Okay. There you go. So thank you very much for that. Um, all right. Um, let's see. Where were we? Okay. So. We see Leia resisting to share information with Reva. Um, Reva also lies to her by saying Obi-Wan burned to death on Mapuzo. So <clears throat> Reva's not real good at her interrogation skills. Nope. Um, clearly, she's a terrible inquisitor to not realize that the, one of the most Force-sensitive people in the galaxy is sitting right in front of her and is able to resist her extracting this information from her mm -hmm. so it was like reva sucks at her job <laughs> so and she thinks she can be the grand inquisitor well leia is just that awesome it's, it's probably leia is that awesome <laughs> let's be honest so um lola's taken by reva a lot of people are upset about lola mm -hmm. i've seen so many specifically i've seen a lot of women they're just like why lola why lola? I'm like, it's a it's a it's a cd case <laughs> Anyway, anyway, Lola's taken by Reva. Then um, we get some more teases to Reva's past when re referring to her old droid, which I was like, okay, cool. But Caleb, you also said this, I think, in the notes. It was taken, or she said this, it was taken from me like everything else. Caleb, let's let's dissect that real quick. Sure. What do you what are you thinking on on that line? What does that kind of <laughs> add to it for you? Well, that that <laughs> That was the moment there that I alluded to earlier that I felt like would have been a perfect flashback. I thought so, too. Uh, and she also then she sits down and she says, I know what it's like being alone, saying saying that to Leia. Second opportunity there. Yep. You could have. But again, it's going to come. It's going to eventually happen. I just, yep. They're just continuing to drop these little nuggets that I wish that I would get this info. And, you know, I just got to be patient. Little prediction tease for Tuesday, then. 
Come back to see what we may think about that, all you listeners, because we may have some predictions about what we think may happen regarding this episode, specifically with this moment. Okay. I actually have the opinion we will get no more flashbacks at all. No, I think we are. I think we are. I think we'll see. We're very opposite today. I love it. Okay. So Leia sets Reva off when saying she has to tell her her father first regarding Jabim and takes her for further um, aggressive questioning. So, and then, of course, before that, before Reva can hurt Leia Tala's distraction, called on by Obi-Wan, interrupts the whole situation. I saw some people talking about how that room where Leia is, Mm -hmm. um, not the small one, the big one, that yeah. same room was in Fallen Order. So, Ooh. you know, yeah, I've seen a lot of cool parallels, people talking about how much Fallen Order was represented. I need to revisit this episode. That game. It's been a minute. I'm currently trying to revisit it. It's just when you have a four and a half month old and a full time job and a podcast on the side, you're like, when do I play video games? Yeah. <laughs> so eventually <laughs> I'm going to finish, refinish that game. We've got John Hare over here saying, yeah, he wanted Kenobi Trooper. I'm not surprised by that. Having learned what I've learned about John through all these shows is that I know he would have loved. Yeah, you definitely would have loved something like that. Yeah, we, we definitely need to backtrack because we skipped over there. The the Tala Obi-Wan kind of moments going throughout and their little mission did. before did. the whole distraction. Um, Tala, whenever she gets into that room, she takes out an Imperial officer. That begins to question her presence there. Uh, this is one of those small things that bothered me because she goes back there and there's like this massive little scuffle and you can definitely hear it. You can definitely hear the comm link too. And yeah. all those other Imperials that are in that room, just sit there. That doesn't really make sense to me, but Hey, again, it's one of those small things, whatever brush to the side. Um, but also kind of during all of this, this is when Obi-Wan discovers the massive drop in this episode Dude is the Jedi tomb. Now, this Jedi tomb features, is it, I don't know how to pronounce the Jedi. Yeah, his name Harris is Sanub? Sanube. Sanube? Yeah, Sanube. Master From Clone Sanube. Wars. Yeah. Uh, speculation on my end, because they focus on a female for a hot minute. I put in the notes, I think that might have been Roken's wife that they focused in on for a hot second. Potentially, that'd be cool little connection to a character that they showed earlier. Uh, and a youngling that hit Obi-Wan heavy, but a really cool, really cool moment, really cool scene. What did you think of the Jedi tomb moment? I was taken aback by that to think that I always figured that when they hunted down these Jedi, they just, they killed them and that was it. I really thought for a second, we would see the Jedi that was left on Tatooine from episode one uh, Mm. of this series. Um, I really thought that they would let him be in there somewhere and be like, oh, they picked him up and brought him here. And Obi-Wan would have like a moment with like, oh, crap, I could have prevented this. But truth be told, he could have prevented a lot of things. But regardless, um, this moment, especially seeing Tara Sanube, I was immediately thrown right back in time the first time I met that character. Mm. And the first time I met him watching Clone Wars, I was thinking, man, I don't want anything to do with this guy. And then as that episode with him and Ahsoka goes on forward through Clone Wars, I actually grew quite attached to him. So Mm. when I see that he's now gone, I always kind of hoped he'd survived Order 66. But seeing that he's dead and in this tomb, it's like, dude, I I can't believe such an important, to me, character didn't make it. And it stinks for me as a fan. It's like, I like that guy. (laughs) And to see that that's the first Jedi that we lock on to, everybody who's seen Clone Wars and knows it, they're like, that's that dude. That's the guy in the library. You know, it's just everybody's going to know immediately. Mm -hmm. And I loved that connection. My favorite thing breaking this down, and I said this to Caleb off air, but I really enjoyed how you can see that there's a timeline difference when each Jedi was killed. Because you can tell by their clothing. You can see that in different places, some of them have still had on their Jedi garb. That little young link still had on the hat, you know? Yeah, he did. We saw yeah. an attack of the clones. So he didn't make it, but who killed him? It's just like, oh, it's just, it's just a little dark. You know, we're, we're 
flirting real hard with that PG-13 in this episode. And mm-hmm. that's what made this episode so interesting to me was the genre aspect of it. A little uh, Temple of Doomish in, in places. Ooh, and I, I, I like that. I liked that a lot. Mm-hmm. But um, overall, this is a heavy scene. Yeah, and it was probably the most impactful scene. Well, emotional impactful scene of the episode. It's definitely not my favorite. We're we're fixing to get to it, but mm. very much so enjoyed this one just because of the deep canon connection to all of the awesome animated shows uh, that we have here in Star Wars. Yeah, absolutely. So continuing on, that I guess that does get us to my favorite moment is the is is kenobi saving leia keep going dj keep going so we have a couple of questions in the chat before we move forward regarding uh some things that bling bling is telling us he asks do we do you think the empire will find the path caleb what do you think do you think they'll find that path bling bling come back on tuesday (laughs) come back okay all right all right for sure (laughs) and he's saying do you think it's mummified i don't know if he means the path or the tomb i think the tomb i Mm. could see that being a mummification situation but yeah i don't know how they're keeping i don't know about that preserved like that that's well, I don't, and I don't know if I want to know the answer. <laughs> well, then, then you have to also ask that question with carbonite. Yeah, that's true. But this true. this didn't look too much different than carbonite, honestly. I think they're dead, but you know whether or not they're mummified. I hope they're not mummified because that's just that's just scary. Yeah. <laughs> it's that horror genre, and I hate horror. All right, so yeah, we're getting into Caleb's favorite parts, and honestly, mine too. It's good stuff. So if, let's start off right here, Tala lies to Reva saying she has found evidence of where the path may lead and that Kenobi is actually on Florum. Now, real quick, it's known by the Jedi, Obi-Wan's got connections to Florum through a certain pirate named Hondo Onaka. Mm -hmm. He's from Florum. If she's been digging around in the Jedi archives or whatever, researching Kenobi, she would know that. So Florum, perfect place to think of on the spot. Loved that from Tala. All right. Now, she may not know all that information Reva has, but still, I love that for all of us out here. Obi-Wan then kills two stormtroopers, not one, but two, who were guarding Leia in the most epic way. All the spinny, fun lightsaber tricks that we've seen from the prequels all came into into motion during these moments. Obi-Wan and Leia trigger a probe droid, which leads uh, to an alarm sounding throughout the fortress, allowing Tala to avoid being interrogated, which... Again, don't you love it when timing works out in Star Wars? And then a stormtrooper, an officer, and a purge trooper catch up to Obi-Wan and Leia, trap them inside a hallway. Due to just bouncing the blaster bolts off, one of the windows is cracked and forces Obi-Wan to attempt to seal it shut with the force. Come on. (laughs) Okay. Tala arrives to get Leia out of the hallway. God, I love Tala. I want the Tala action figure. She's awesome. Obi-Wan allows the water to break through as the troopers trapped inside the hallway begin to drown. I lost my breath watching this scene. I was, oh, they made it okay. I was, that was exactly what they wanted. And I, and I also hate underwater scenes because I feel like I have to hold my <laughs> breath anyway. So that was good job on you, on you guys over there making Star Wars. Okay, Tala, Obi-Wan, and Leia easily walk through the fortress in a disguise let's stop there caleb because the rest of it's super heavy where where are you thinking what's your thoughts up to this point well for sure kenobi slicing those two troopers in the dark like that best scenes of the episode super cool uh kenobi also in the hallway really nice lightsaber twirls and and it's nice to see him back in action which kind of a critique of mine i guess is it's crazy that he's all of a sudden doing all this stuff after he just kind of burnt to a crisp a little oh, bit come on i mean i'm j- just being honest i mean he was in the back to tank for what five minutes and he's already it's, just doing it's it. it's star wars it's all it's a space wizard let him do his space wizard i get things. it i get it i get, <laughs> no, it I, get sure. I get where you're at of course and i've had these conversations with my dad specifically he's like i don't understand time in star wars <laughs> and he goes it's like no one ever sleeps. No one ever eats. You know, when are they actually, what, when does a day pass? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> and that's to your point, 
you know, five minutes earlier in the episode too, he was struggling to move that little tiny whatever in the ship. And now he's just holding back tons of weight. Like maybe let's not not just act like that's lightweight water that he's holding back. That's an entire ocean. I think it's kind of, it's one of those situations where like a mother rescues their children from a burning car. Yeah. You know, like, or it's a car that's falling into the river and that dude just like, you know, he's able to pull it out of the river before, or like kind of like Superman and Man of Steel. Obi-Wan kind of had a Man of Steel moment. And when the time was right, he he was called upon and ready to go to action. It's just like, there's still something inside the guy, you know? That's something too that I put down. I I think Obi-Wan easily connects with the Force when he's not thinking about it. Um, mm. when he's thinking about it, I think it, there's like a wall that he has built up, but when it, he's just acting on instinct, especially when that instinct is, I got to save Leia, it, it easily occurs. So uh, I'm bringing up these critiques, but giving my reasoning and rationale behind why I'm at the end of the day, I'm not about bothered by them. So that's, that's kind of what I, I got yeah. going on here. <laughs> that's the perfect way to go about it. Cause if you're not going to, you could rationalize it and then critique it and move forward. That's the best way to go about it. But I love that you said in the word instinct, who would have, who, who would have taught Obi-Wan to, re, to rely on instinct? I gone Qui-Gon Jinn. Cause you think about that pod race scene, man, he goes, feel, don't think, trust your instincts. Yeah. That's Obi-Wan in this moment. And he teaches Luke the same thing on the Falcon just moments after or before can't remember alderon blows up beautiful yeah. symmetry 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 is not a word <laughs> symmetry and imagery there you go there you go there i you made go. up a new word today symmetry did you, did you end up stopping at the the disguise part i did okay the, i love okay. that disguise no this is okay. I thought it was great. come on come on DJ. i'm gonna tell you come i'm on. gonna tell you why i loved come it <laughs> i'm gonna tell you why i loved it this was bad for me this was bad <laughs> it's fine oh it does not look good at all it looks terrible that's why i love it because <laughs> oh, it just come on. i'm gonna tell you why i love it even more every stormtrooper is an idiot <laughs> yeah i know i know it's so good they're so stupid. And that's why it's all it's like, is Obi-Wan that great or are they just that dumb? You know? They're that dumb, I guess. Lay a little peek out from the, the- Golly. <laughs> it's it's, it's so hard fun. for me to imagine that this uh empire is taking control of the entire galaxy after seeing how they handle I know. This. <laughs> it's just listen, it's just showing you don't just put anybody in charge, okay. You know, I mean, maybe the security guy should have been a stormtrooper. I don't know, but yeah. Oh, it was hilarious. That's that's why I loved it. It was just so dumb. It was great. Oh man. Okay. Go ahead and tell me that I can tell how much you hate it. Please release oh, it. I, I mean, I do. I, it it bothered me that they, they just easily walk through there and they even walk by the inquis the two inquisitors. And they don't even notice. I know it's great. And I understand that we have bearded Imperial officers, but it's rare. And I'm, I'm a guy. And when I see somebody with a good beard, I notice them, especially if it's a job that there's rarely anyone that's bearded. I would notice this dude. He's got a hunchback of a side going on here (laughs) with two additional legs. Get out of here. This, this, (laughs) this is a group that has control of the entire galaxy. No shot. No shot. I love it. (laughs) And then, and then people still wonder, how are they able to blow up the Death Star? <laughs> it's like, it ain't that hard, buddy. <laughs> well, it's like, okay, so I guess, I mean, is the Fortress Inquisitorious like the third most important landmark for the Empire after Death Star, Vader's Castle? Is the Fortress number three? I mean, you could put Scarif in there if you want to. Yeah, you, you could. So it's top five. It's yeah. top five at least. Uh, they only they must only have like top three security systems because they ain't got time for the fortress apparently. <laughs> well, it's it's kind of I think the mentality is overwhelm them with sheer number. Therefore, you don't need a security system yet because everybody's going to be looking for something. You know, it just it's bad delegation is what it is. What we've learned is yeah. the empire doesn't know how to delegate, and that's that's pretty evident. I think even within the ranks of the inquisitors, <laughs> into mm. certain cases. We've had a few people come into the chat. So before we continue with the rest of the episode, I'd like to revisit it. Um, let's see. John Hare, Kenobi taking out the two troopers was unreal. And he, I loved it too. It was very Ahsoka uh, Mandalorian season two. I think I told Caleb that in a text message yesterday. Um, good, good stuff there. Good groceries. 
Bling Bling Plays comes in and says, I think they do sleep. As you can see in the Clone Wars, the clones have beds. Okay, obviously they take a nap. I'm referring to how we can't really figure out time in Star Wars. Mm. Yeah, obviously they have time to sleep. It's just like, when do they is the question. Except that one time in Attack of the Clones, obviously. (laughs) Um, Or it was two times in Attack of the Clones. All right, Bling Bling, never trust the Empire for security. Clearly, yeah, I mean, we saw Obi-Wan last week blast a, a, a gate open. It's fantastic. And then um, John Hare is right on track with you, Caleb. Not a fan of the disguise at all. And it said it took him out of the show. Oh, John, come on, man. You're not alone, John. I mean, I was still engaged with it and having fun. Like I said at the top, I still had fun with it because it's Star Wars. But you're not alone. You're not alone. <laughs> Bling Bling also said add Coruscant as a landmark. Ooh, yeah. yeah, that's top five, too. So that's got to be. Yeah. So Fortress probably rounds up the top five. I'd have I think to guess. so. Yeah. They only clearly though they only have top three security or something like that. No, I mean it's like where what are you going to protect the most? Your Death Star plan, uh, this old Senate building, maybe the fortress, Vader's castle. But I feel like Vader's got that thing locked on on his own. He's got it on his own. He's got that one guy that helps him put the armor on that we saw in Rogue One. Here they are here. Lord Krennic is here, my lord. <laughs> that whole thing. You guys, a I don't like that guy. I love He's, that guy. Man, he's a jerk. He's know, better than any of the Imperials we get in this this episode. <laughs> That's true. At least he knows how to go find Vader. I'm like, hey, so-and-so's here. <laughs> you ever have to go to your parents' room as a kid, and you're like, someone's at the door, and you're like, uh, Mom, Dad, uh, so-and-so's here. Why are they? I don't know. You ever <laughs> had to do that? I had, no. do that a, I had to do that a lot. <laughs> okay, never mind then. Moving on. Um, all right, let's get our, We're past the disguise, so yeah, here we go. Yeah. Reva is now with troopers surrounding her. Uh her block the uh, the trio as they are preparing to escape. Okay, so we've got Leia, Tala, Obi Wan. They're all kind of there, and we've got a bunch of people coming at them. That's yeah. when everybody looks up and goes, "This dude has a massive growth underneath his trench coat." Oh, it's a child. Oh, that's the one we arrested. Got it. Point guns. Okay, it was that quick. It took him way too long. Um, okay, then when all hope seems lost, Caleb wrote these notes. So he was clearly, he was in writer mode today. When all hope seems lost two T 47 snow speeders, even though they're not actually on the snow this time, mm-hmm. come flying in to allow the trio to escape with one of the pilots being killed. Rip Wade by Reva. Yeah. With which actually that was pretty dope. That was very video game. It was cool. And I loved that. Yeah. It was very, very, um, what was it? Force Unleashed. Mm-hmm. Very Fallen Order. Loved it very much. Yeah. That was good stuff. I loved Reva in this, in this moment. Oh, yeah. Uh, lightsaber action, force using emotions there. I felt like were definitely warranted at this moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, loved Reva in this scene. Again, it was really just the interrogation stuff that, that threw me off. But, okay, I got another complaint, DJ. Oh, oh no. You're telling me. Out of Uh-oh. all of the canon that we have seen, that the fortress doesn't have any form of naval security to know that these two ships are flying in. They had all these TIE fighters hanging up in the hangar. They're just there for decoration, I guess. It's a, it, This giant pyramid is a Christmas tree full of TIE fighters. <laughs> it that's, a great, that's a cool Christmas tree. I never would have. That's another small critique that I you know, just move on and move on from. But it, it didn't make sense to I me that, that-, that they didn't alarm i know the alarm well they they actually they said something about that in the beginning of the episode they're like it has no security they actually say i think the words really i need to go back and watch the first time i guess (laughs) i've only seen it once i've seen it four times (laughs) (laughs) but um i think that they pretty much say why doesn't it have better security it's like who's gonna attack this thing it's kind of like the the thought i think and it's, it's like yeah why would you attack this you know because i mean if you know there's a bunch of sith there why would and then the Empire's got all kinds of stuff that they're like messing around with trying to. I mean, you got remnants of the Empire post Mando trying to replicate Grogu's blood for whatever reason. We still don't know why. I mean, some people yeah. assume it's Palpatine and Snoke and all that good stuff. And then you got this stuff going on with the Inquisitors. I don't know, man. Like, mm-hmm. I kind of I, I get like, okay, why is there no Navy? That it, it probably they probably need some ships floating around out there and, and just being ready. For sure. Yeah. But that may have been part of the plan anyway. So maybe I don't know. Oh, because they do know. put the tracker on Lola, which we're about to right, get to. Right, but I, yeah, I just uh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> you're very strategic, and that's good that you're strategic. 
Yeah. You would be a good, you'd be good for the empire. And you know what I'm learning. Another thought that crossed my mind because I'm in the middle of reading the Thrawn trilogy. I'm actually in book two. Yeah. If this was Admiral Thrawn in the backgrounds of doing all this, you know what would end this entire thing? Just put in it, put an imperial blockade on the planet of Alderaan because that's where Kenobi's taking Leia anyway. Like, end of story. If that was, if there was Thrawn running this whole thing, there's no need to chase him around. We know where she's trying, where he's trying to get to with her. So that's true. Block, blockade that planet, search every ship that comes through. You got him. That there's yeah. Admiral Thrawn's knowledge for you. <laughs> but is he is he active in the Empire at this stage? In Obi Wan, uh, that's a great question. If he is, it's well, he's got to be active. But I know he's eventually soon going to be busy with that some, that some project on the fall. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Some of you Thrawn readers let us know because I'm lost. I don't remember on Thrawn. Okay, here we go. Last couple of points for the show. Yep. And good stuff. Our boy Darth Vader, old DV shows up, Great comes stuff. comes storming in. And man, it was just it's just good to see Vader and doing yeah, it was. Vader's gonna evade, you know what I mean? And he prepares to kill. <laughs> I learned that one like nine years ago. Anyway, he prepares to kill Reva. As he begins to force choke her, holla, thank you. <laughs> Let Vader force choke somebody. I didn't care who it was, but we got to see it. It's good stuff, good groceries. I love it. He says these things, the following, you were warned what defeat would bring. I thought she was gone. I did too. I thought she was gone. I did too. And I, I, I really thought that it, I thought too, because of its its six episodes, I thought it would have made sense story wise too, honestly. Mm -hmm. Because I thought maybe, okay, maybe they're committing to this to where the last two episodes are about old Grandy coming back and Vader taking taking the full stage. But nope, nope. Goes on to say, I will tolerate your weakness no longer. So shows that Vader may have been playing her a couple episodes ago. That's how I read it. Just trying to play or a last episode. Oh, no, I think this lines up exactly with what he said. I mean, it does, but he notices he doesn't let on the weakness in the last episode. But in this episode, he does let on that there's a weakness. I see what you're saying. Okay, so, yeah. So he's that. like, maybe he was trying to play the chess game, so to speak. Yeah. Reva then reveals she put a tracker on the ship, which A, is her saving grace, but also it would reveal the location of the network that Kenobi's working with. Mm-hmm. And of course, where Kenobi is. And then he lets up. Seems I've underestimated you. He, he clearly has. And then Leia and Obi Wan hold each other's hands. The internet collectively started bawling their eyes out. Yeah. And then it is revealed that the tracker is inside the droid. Yeah. Lola. She now has red eyeballs. It's really sad. It would have been funny if she hadn't yellow eyeballs and we could have had Sith memes going with Lola. But oh, man. How funny would that have been? <laughs> And that's the whole episode. And yeah, and Caleb, let's this back half of what we just gone over. Let's talk about that a little bit before we we get out of here for the day. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, this entire episode, I feel like was ultimately for that whole tracker being placed in Lola. Um, the emotions as far as the end there. It was it was pretty, pretty cool to, to see like the whole hand holding and it was like one of those moments where like when i saw it i could because you know the the hands of a kid are just so soft like you could kind of sense that feeling while you were watching this scene and it was beautiful it's great yeah great stuff i love holding my daughter and she's just now really starting to discover using her hands and Uh this past week she's learned that she has feet which is hilarious to watch because she'll start you know kicking and grabbing her feet and stuff but yeah when you when you get to you put your thumb and she just does that, you know, uh-huh. and you grab the finger or the thumb. You're just like, that's really cool. You're like, you, it's kind of hard to describe if you've never really experienced it. But yeah, it, when when you have that feeling and it's your kid, Obi-Wan's essentially, you know, an uncle, you know, to Leia. So it's it's got to be a familial tie of sorts whenever she just does that. It's a sweet moment. It's an amazing connection to watching Luke on the Falcon after Obi-Wan dies in A New Hope. Mm-hmm. You know, for me, there's just parallels all over the place in this. And that's what I'm I'm just touching on them over and over again because of how uh, personally I'm looking for those things. I just love looking for the parallels. Yeah. But you're right. Cool moment. 
it's and you're right the hand of a child when you hold a kid's hand it's just it's just a it's a very precious feeling uh, joseph, joseph just brought a great point to me in the chat you're 100 oh. right because at this point the state of the galaxy this isn't a full empire correct yeah I mean, uh, because that doesn't happen full. until a, a new hope though is whenever the the senate's completely wiped out correct I guess you're right. Yeah, there's there's these little pockets of rebellion. Yeah. There's not. Yeah. So the empire is in full force, essentially, but there's still a Senate. So, yeah. yeah. So so I'll read Joseph Todd's chat here that that makes me look like a fool uh, says the issue with putting the blockade would cause a galaxy wide rebellion because of blocking a major port planet with a mainstay senator. So ex- there, there you go. I mean, post a new hope. Yeah, the blockade would work because the Senate has been wiped out. But absolutely, you're right there, Joseph, that uh, we can't really be doing that right now because of the political nope. landscape of the galaxy. So thank you for for pointing that out and, and making me feel better about why, why we're doing this cat and mouse game. <laughs> I love the cat and mouse game. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm, I'm loving it. I'm, I was just trying to again, because I'm in the middle of that Thrawn trilogy. I was thinking in the, the Thrawn mindset and how he would handle yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> of course. So, I mean, why wouldn't you? But in that Legends story about Thrawn post Return of the Jedi? Yeah, it is. It is. Okay. That, that's probably a part of the thinking there, too. Yeah. I love what he said about how Palpatine is just trying to fly under the radar until the Death Star is built. Mm. I love that thought because it's something I don't often think about. And like every time I rewatch Rebels, I'm like, how come I haven't seen the Death Star yet? Oh, oh, that's why. You know, it's got to, it doesn't get revealed till Rogue One. Well, I'll tell you something that's making me question that because I agree with everything we've gotten in canon so far. I think Palps is laying low, but yeah. that Bad Batch season two trailer that we got recently. We had mm-hmm. a, a new shot of Palpatine in the Senate. We did. So, I mean, right. we'll see. We'll see. But, yes, Joseph, you're right. Currently, I agree with you. Palps is definitely laying low for, for good reason. Yes. And then John Harris says, kind of wish that he had killed Reva. I think we kind of all were in that same camp. But they, he says, I think they still have uh, plans with her they character do. development. Yeah, they do. They have to. Because there's a reason sure. she's made it this far. Yeah, I think I think Grandy would have killed her episode one if it if she really had been a major problem. Yeah, I mean, she's clearly a major problem for the Inquisitors. But getting to this point, something's going to happen. I'm still kind of banking on a Reva Obi Wan team up. Um, that's not a prediction for next week's episode. I'm just saying it's it's something I think might happen. And I yeah. thought that from episode one. Yeah, but, I, I've I've thought that Reva could turn good but man i'm starting to feel like we might be running out of time just depends mm-hmm. on how long these last two episodes yeah. are if they are these 30 minute things no nah, i don't if it does happen i don't feel like that would have been enough time to justify it but if they do go back to the whole 50 minutes 50 minutes these last two yeah there's some time still if they they want to redeem reva i think the that opportunity is there it definitely i think is too yeah i would have to agree with that all right well i mean i don't I feel like I've gotten all of my small little critiques out there. Some of them I had my own little rationale to make me feel better about. Some I still don't know if I feel better about, but then (laughs) others you made me feel slightly better about them. But hey, at the end of the day, it's a Star Wars project that I am extremely thankful that we're getting. Like we said at the top, Obi-Wan Kenobi is something that for so long we everyone has been waiting for. And I feel like the emotions with this are probably at an all-time high. So that's probably why you're having all of this heavy critiques and things like that, because we all want this, every single one of us, unless you're absolutely crazy, we want this to be absolutely perfect in every single way. And of course, if there's things thrown in there that kind of derail that a little bit, obviously emotions are going to be running with that. So I, I kind of had to work through that for me personally with, with this episode. Like I said, though, still enjoyed it at the end of the day. But hopefully these next two episodes land and land beautifully. And I think I have hope because rebellions are built on hope that these last two episodes will be phenomenal and some of the best Star Wars to date. And of course, Mando Talk will be here to cover it. DJ, any final words you want to say about the episode or final things you want to say to the chat, final things you want to say to the listeners? Thank you, chat. Um, for those of you that weren't weird. But secondly, um, 
seriously, guys, thank you guys so much for chiming in and talking with us. You add so much to our conversation and help us out a lot too. 100%. So keep keep that coming. I almost thought this episode was going to be my favorite mm-hmm. thus far, and then I sat down and thought about it quite a bit, and I was like, no, it's not my favorite, but it it had elements that I really thoroughly enjoyed. I think. What's great about Star Wars is that if it seems lackluster, there are still redeeming moments. Yeah, that's true. And this episode certainly uh, has those redeeming moments. Most of them center around uh, Leia and Obi-Wan. I think that's safe to say. But mm-hmm. when it's all said and done, good episode. Good, not great. You know, we can get we can do better. And I think these last two episodes will. So with that, I'll just give a quick peace out, Django. See you all later. <laughs> nice. All right. Until Tuesday, predictions, we will be doing episode five predictions on Tuesday of next week, live at 6 p.m. Central. So make sure that you are subscribed to our YouTube channel so you can do that. Uh, Since Wikipedia or no other guests will be on with that one, that one is going to be back to YouTube live exclusive. But but obviously, it'll be still on YouTube after we go live. But it's going to be on that platform only. So if you're a podcast listener, make sure you try to be here Tuesday live at that time. Uh, And other than that, if you want to continue to talk to us about Obi one Kenobi this episode follow us Facebook uh, Twitter Instagram TikTok at Mando talk join our discord the link is in the description if you want to continue to have some more one-on-one talk with us and until next time as always we have spoken <laughs>